Welcome to Boomcast, the official podcast from Boombox.io. I'm Music by Lucas. And I'm Noise London. Today we're going to be talking about is this right now the death of EDM and is techno taking over? But before we crack on, we want to say thank you to Boombox.io for being the sponsors of this podcast and all the amazing content that we're putting out on this YouTube channel. Also, before we start the podcast today, we want to thank Boombox.io, which is sponsoring the Amplified event series that we are hosting. Uh, me, Fabio, Noise London, as well as Sabrina Sides are going to be teaching you guys in a series of 17 online events for free about how to create a track all the way to how to mix and master a track all the way to how to release lease and market a track. So we will leave the link in the description to sign up for the free Amplified event series below. So definitely go check it out. I'm also offering free mixing and mastering with Boombox every single month. So we've got other competitions as well. If you can't make it to the live event, which you absolutely should. Uh, but if you <laughs> but if you can't, there are lots of ongoing competitions. We want you to feel included. We are trying to build such a special community here and we want to give you all the opportunity to shine and you'll also get your music exposed. Exposed? Promoted? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> promoted via our channels. It's very exciting. There are 17 events divided it's between crazy. myself, Lucas, Sabrina, and of course, our head of community, Jess. We can't wait to see you there. And comment below since our topic today is on EDM and is it dying or is techno taking over? Comment below, what was your first experience with EDM? Like who was the first artist that, you know, caught your attention or inspired you? For me, I think it was Calvin Harris, Dead Mouse. I mean, that was kind of the original, but you know, what's funny is I don't know if you would call those EDM specifically, but like electronic music wise, that was it for me. What about you, Fabio? That's a good, that's a really good question. Um, first edm show that i went to was actually pro probably was dead mouse too i oh, went to see dead wow. mouse at victoria park in london i remember it being like this revolution um in in the industry itself but actually uh, prior to that not show wise but music wise it would have been tiesto with his yeah. part his trance remix of the Pirates of the Caribbean theme tune. I don't know if anyone has heard that, oh, but it's, it's amazing. He does a lot of remixes. It's true. So, Lucas, before we move on to talking about, you know, is this the death of EDM? Is techno taking over? I think we have to define what EDM is because I think EDM is different to an American and European yeah. audience. So I'm going to ask you the question first. What do you consider EDM? What artists do you consider EDM? What events do you consider EDM? Is it everything? Is it everything in the electronic dance realm? Or is it only sort of like a specific genre? You know, it's interesting. I would consider EDM to kind of be like the genre pop for uh, for for other kinds of music. Because like, for example, with uh, there's a lot of different genres that are considered pop. And a lot of people would like, you know, say, oh, that's not pop. It's this or it's that. But overall, like it's an umbrella, I think, is like, especially in the US, it's considered like an umbrella term. So, for example, EDM, I think, has changed because like, People thought Will I Am and the Black Eyed Peas were or EDM. Uh, they also thought that uh, you know uh, the, before EDM, I think they also called it electronic or electronica. I mean, you look at people like Daft Punk, for example. Back then, it was I think electronic music or electronica uh, music. And then you know you had the rise of uh, popular uh, EDM, which would have been like, for example, Swedish House Mafia was one of the one of the big ones. Calvin Harris, and then of course uh, Avicii, I think really popularized it. So I think if you 
were to look at on the US side, that's what would be considered more EDM. Um, but what's really funny too is if you ask older people what EDM is, like if you tell them you make EDM music, um, they really think that it's just like techno music. Like, so that's kind of funny with the topic that we have because to older people, they when they think EDM, they think boom, 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 like really intense, hardcore music. And it's like, eh, I don't know about that. But what do you think? What's your been your experience uh, over there in UK, Europe? I think for a while, EDM was the term used for by Americans to describe all electronic dance music. And I think it's because a lot of electronic dance music actually hadn't transferred over there, right? It hadn't got to the States yet. The music that was coming over, which is what Europe, I I, I can't speak for all Europeans, but I, I think I can, right? We consider EDM to be, um, you know, Deb Mouse, Calvin Harris in his latest states. I mean, most importantly, Swedish House Mafia, of course. Yeah. And then Avicii and Steve Angelo Axwell. And it was this very, you know, just to be specific about why we called it EDM in Europe, it's, it was actually progressive house. And that, and then at the time EDM came from the States, but then it kind of bounced back to us. But we still considered it progressive house, which is for those listeners who don't listen to dance music and don't know what progressive house is. It's an amalgamation of trance and early Euro dance together, mm. but with more intensified build up, uh, build ups and breakdowns and drops. So it has this like epic explosion of melodies. And also usually they have a very catchy vocal top line as right. well, maybe an, an equally catchy synth riff too so that evolution of edm and probably why what you're saying is, is is so true also considered pop music is because at some point david gasser came along yeah. and did that track with the with the black ips um yeah and he was the pioneer that commercialized edm and made it what it is today, you know, made it I the agree. commercial entity that it is today. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's also interesting though, when you were talking about progressive house, how much, and I'm sure people in the comments can talk about this too, but how much that term has like, like other genres has changed because, you know, progressive house used to be dead mouse. Like when you would look it up, that would be what was considered progressive house. But now if you looked up progressive house, that's not dead mouse, you know, it's, it's big since it's, uh, you know, these like massive, uh, crazy, you know, uh, layered, uh, melodies, uh, kind of a little bit like festival ish, big vocals, belting, you know, some inspirational lyrics. Um, and, uh, it's just totally different how, how things have, uh, have, have changed over the years. So, yeah, I think genres are a little bit fluid like that. And even when we're talking about techno, I mean, just like the the difference between, you know, the the different types of techno and like you were talking about like subgenres and like, you know, uh the directions things are going, it's it's very fluid. Absolutely. And then there's also there's also all the yeah, all the subgenres, progressive house, big room house, deep house. And again, deep house to people in the UK is different to what it is to people in the States. And then it also, again, it bounced back and it had its own evolution and was really just commercial house. There's always so many arguments that goes on around genres yeah. and subgenres, And there's a lot of elitism, especially from the community, the, the, the community that I speak of are the people who are, you know, audiophiles and, 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 and right. are really chasing that underground scene. But one thing to remember about underground music is what's underground to one person isn't necessarily underground to the other. There are layers yep. 
to underground and you can go deeper and deeper and as deep as you like until you end up listening to like ambient music made, yeah, made yeah, from yeah. industrial machines but for me the, the true underground is it's always going to be the pioneers mm. right so the pioneers who created disco in new york in the 80s yeah. And then house in Chicago, and then techno in Detroit, and then the sort of evolution of techno from Detroit to Berlin. Those for me are the pioneers. It's like historically, everything has sort of been built on those genres. We haven't really seen anything necessarily new come out. It's just an evolution, and like I said before, hmm. an amalgamation of, of everything from the past. Yeah, hundred percent. And then sometimes, like you know, with the way things are going right now, a lot of retro and vintage sounds are coming back um, because people are rediscovering them, you know, or or, or discovering them for the first time. Um, and I think there's a lot more freedom of expression in a way to to be able to try new things, which has been really exciting. But then at the same token, you're seeing a lot of nostalgia happening too, where you're hearing the same vocals being used over and over again, um, or remixes of really old songs over and over again. And there is a little bit of fatigue in that area because it can feel like the movies do right now, where you just, it's like the third remake of, you know, Willy Wonka's coming out. And it's like, you know, at what point do we, do we promote new movies, um, or new music? And, um, Luckily, I think there is a good uh, group of people that are really pushing for newer music, especially on social media. Um, you're starting to see a lot of producers and stuff like pushing, but it's it's tough um, to to be able to, uh, I think, know what to do if you should just remix old music or if you should, you know, but yeah, it's 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 a tough topic to really talk about, and I'd be curious to know people's thoughts in the comments if they want more new music or if they're just suckers for nostalgic sounds, or if you know what what do you think, Fabio? Where do you lean? I like a blend of both. I don't think you have to reinvent the wheel when you're making music. I think you just got to make it sound good. I I think the the you know the 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 the, the um technicalities in music production has increased so much now so you need to be like te technically very good at what you're doing and that's because so many right. people now have access to the software to be right. able to do it like back in the 80s and early 90s it was just like some drum machines and some synths and and the you know even the recording software or recording to tape it was limited and therefore the sound was limited but now you have sort of endless modulations yeah. and uh, and endless emulations of synthesizers within one computer so that, i think that's where it's right. become more competitive is trying to be smarter with sound design and obviously you could also spend way too long on the sound design and never make a great song so what's the where's the balance between the two you know where where does it become too complicated but to come right. back to sort of what we're talking about here and edm you know is this the death of edm edm has been yeah. a sort of self-sustaining genre and if we're talking yeah. specifically about edm as the way europeans see it so so progressive house big room house we're talking um you know like uh, with about artists such as Martin Garrix, David Guetta um and that's not to say that their <laughs> it's not to say that their careers are over in any way whatsoever but we are seeing them sort of right. moving and right. shape-shifting their sound towards a more 
underground feel. And do you think that, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because music is just maturing or those artists are just maturing or, and their sound is then maturing? Or do you think that it has something to do with trends and they just know that, hey, this is the trend? Like, why do you think that's happening? I think it's it's kind of quite clearly been a trend that's been taking over, I think for a few reasons. Um, I, I think the EDM crowd ultimately is this kind of like your first introduction to electronic music. And eventually people want to educate themselves more and they want to learn more about the music scene and they want to go to cooler shows and be around cooler people uh, and have cooler experiences. And what techno has done in the past, not even that long, in the past three years has started to take what EDM has done, which is the yeah. the, the production, the sh- the production of the show itself and the stage itself, and and made its own version by applying some incredible yeah. visuals, by creating uh, these incredibly cool grassroots names coming out of Europe, that that it ultimately right. like it just it is just cooler, right? As who who and now who's to say what's cool and what isn't? Um, let's be honest here, but it is, there's something, it's sure. a cooler sound. It's, uh, it's more interesting. I think that it's something new, but it's not too far from EDM. So what's happened, you know, progressive house. So what's happening with techno is although the sound is trying to be very underground, it's doing a great job at becoming commercial. And as a result, we're seeing EDM artists, Right, copy. You know, we've seen like David Guetta. Uh, let's say not say copy is harsh, right? Be Correct. influenced by David Guetta is doing the future rave thing with Morton, which is amazing, and that sure. is opening people's minds to a new um, set of Sonics, which which is really cool. And I I, I watched David Guetta Morton set at yeah. uh, a Brooklyn at Brooklyn Mirage in New York City, and that was a techno set. Call it future rave, call it what you want, but those were. Yeah, cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Call it future wave, right? Yeah. Some of it is some of it's trance inspired, some of it's uh progressive inspired, melodic house. I mean, a lot of people argue that future rave has been here forever and now it's just being rebranded and they get kind of like upset by the fact that uh people just all of a sudden think this is the new thing and they're like, dude, this isn't new, this has been around forever. But at the same time, um, you know, it's it is a blend in a way of different things. And you can rebirth, you know, different things. But my my question that I have is like is now, if you think of EDM as just a, again, like a over umbrella of, of just popular, you know, as like a term for just like popular electronic music, does techno now become EDM? Is it now the new, like when people think EDM, do they think techno because of the fact? So is it not dead? It's just rebirthed? Or do you think it's still so separate that it's its own new commercial uh, thing? I'm going to get so much hate for saying this, and I'm prepared to say it like... If you want to start an argument in the comments section, go for it. But yeah, techno is now EDM. It is. It is. It's got the. It's got the same. Uh, it co- it costs the same amount to go to the show, right? It's got the same visuals. In fact, the techno visuals are better. The tech yeah. house visuals are better. The the events are just as big. I think sometimes we we forget how big techno actually is and how big it's always been and that's because our eyes are directed towards other shows which feel 
um, more EDM dominated, but actually the number of people going to those shows is much lower. So, for example, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I made a little list here, but uh, Ultra Music right. Conference in Miami, Ultra Music Miami, it's only 170,000 people, right? Yeah. It's a lot, but it's not that much. Love Parade mm. in Berlin, which is, a, it's okay, it's not yeah. a festival, it's a street festival, it's a street parade, gets almost 1.4 million people. <laughs> Just to put it into perspective. And if we look at something that's sort of down the middle, right? 600,000 people go to Tomorrowland. Who's headlining at Tomorrowland these days? It's Charlotte DeVitter. It's mm -hmm. Emily Lenz. It's Tale of Us. I think the promoters are starting to understand that this is the sound that people want to hear. It's also yeah. their job to start putting new and exciting music in front of... Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, it's like people who didn't get to experience it before. And now they're experiencing it. Audience, maturing audiences is the word I'm looking for. Sorry, yeah. So promoters now have a job of yeah. putting new music in front of maturing audiences because you can't just keep bringing the same person to the same show time over time, especially when you're an event like Ultra Music Miami yeah. or, or Tomorrowland. You also have to innovate very gradually and very slowly but we're seeing a, a much younger audience who whether you, you know when when we were getting into edm we were their age they're now getting into techno they're getting to a much faster paced music um and they're always going to be yeah. the audience that latch on to something cooler yeah and creativity i think is going to be big in this because of social media because people enjoy seeing how the projects are made so for example you look at someone like fred again which we use as an example a lot but people enjoy seeing the process of that music being made and then the end result of people dancing to it etc and yeah people definitely are i mean more and more in all sectors i think of uh industry uh music industry being one of them people are moving away from the kind of like, uh, I guess you call it like cookie cutter or like, you know, like the, the big brands and they're moving more into the niche brands, the niche. And even if that niche is then commercial, people just want to feel like whatever they're listening to is, uh, is their thing, for example. And that's why I think genres are, are even more, um, you know, argued over now, which is why a lot of people would probably hate to hear that techno is kind of the new EDM. But in reality, it's like, yeah, there are, tons of subgenres and we could nitpick over them all day but if you really to look were to look at the definition of EDM and if you had that definition as popular electronic music then techno's EDM you know and coming back to what we were saying before right techno is still underground it's still an underground genre it's not like there's these like really poppy vocals that you can sing over the top now i'm not saying that we're not going to see techno uh emerge right. on the on the charts on the billboard 100 it might happen you know, if we think about Ten Walls uh, with, uh, what's the yeah. elephant song? What's it called? Walking with Elephants, right? That was, th that song, it's not Ooh. a techno record, yeah. right? It's like a, I don't even know what you call it, probably Deep House. But that song ended up charting, doing really well. I think there is the possibility that we're going to see a techno mm -hmm. record do that too. Mm -hmm. But I want to draw people's attention as well to the fact that this has happened before with techno i think we're thinking like oh no techno is becoming commercial like what are we going to do about yeah. it but it, it, it has happened before um when i was born so i had to go research this so obviously like i didn't experience this um exactly <laughs> back in uh, my day well in, in in 1992 
there you know the love parade was a huge hit which is that street festival that i just spoke about which drew crowds of you know around a million people to the streets of berlin uh, and another and, and another festival came out of it called may day right and this festival was a kind of like not i don't want to call it a rinse and repeat but it was an opportunity for promoters club owners uh, and people who held events to make a lot of money and when there's a lot of money involved everyone wants to be a part of it Right. That's just the way it works. I have people yeah. coming to me and be like, I'm not going to an afterlife yeah. show anymore. I'm not going to see Televas. I'm not seeing Charlotte Vita. That's commercial now. I'm like, is it though? Is it commercial? Because like my parents still don't know who that is. But if I told my parents, like, oh, I'm gonna go see David Guetta, they know who that is. So you're yeah, and you're and you're just saying, like, you know, it's in bloom, but it's not um so like if you were looking at like a I forget mm-hmm. what they call it, but if you were looking at the, you know, the the chart. It's not all the way at the top where it's, you know, it's it's fully popular, but it's it's higher than it was before and it's moving up. No, no, no. It's much higher within the dance Not on the decline at all. Um, I'd like to understand and see the data for whether EDM, Progressive House, Bigram House is dropping off as a result. I, I bet it isn't because I still think that's the kind of the entry to mm. dance music for a lot of people. That's kind of, because EDM is heard a lot more on the radio. It's as simple as that. If people start playing Psytrance and the 135 BPM mm-hmm. techno on the radio, then that will be the norm. But I don't know how much people would like that, though, because right. it just doesn't have the same sort of hookiness to it, right? Um, but your, to your point about social media, I think a lot of trending yeah. videos are using this audio, and we cannot predict for the life of us which audio will synchronize, uh, will be synchronized to a video. But I think... There is always this desire in with 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 uh, youth culture to be cool, and being cool means discovering things that no one else has heard. And yeah. when something feels self-discovered, uh, whether you realize that like you you do or don't realize that loads of other people have made a video with this sound on TikTok or on Instagram or whatever it may be, uh, you feel like a, a sense of gratitude. Yeah. And then that's quite contagious and that spreads. And because when we're younger, something that we take for granted, as I'm sure mm. you you remember, is like you're with your friends all the time. You're hanging out. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful ways of of sharing yeah. any kind of news. So if something gets into those pockets of people, young people, then it will spread like wildfire. Yeah, and I think uh, that's such a good point. And I want to wrap up with this, which is a question for you, Fabio, which is if you are a producer listening to this podcast and you produce maybe what would be considered like re- regular EDM, like, like okay, let's just say like a progressive house or future house or something that's not techno, essentially. You're not producing techno, but you're producing the older uh, EDM. Would you tell those, what would you tell those artists? Would you tell them stick with, you know, your progressive house, stick with, you know, what you like to produce? Or would you say, hey, you know, the techno is is really on the rise and that's the thing you should latch on to. Um, you know, where do you lie in that argument of uh, what what kind of advice you would give people? It's so interesting because everything happens in cycles, right? So 30 years ago, techno was right. really, really big. And then it kind of went on the decline for a bit. And it's always, it's kind of been there for the past 10 years. It's been popping up. It's been, it's been hot. It's nothing like it is now. But, you know, 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. if you had decided to make techno or started making techno and all of a sudden made the switch to EDM, it might take you 10 years to get good at making it. (laughs) Right. So 
if you are That's making true. EDM, i.e. progressive yeah. big room house, don't be disheartened. Don't be like, I'm going to make the switch because this is the hot thing right now. Stick to your guns, but but don't but be open-minded. Be influenced by what's going on around you and use it to your advantage and try to integrate it into your sound rather than just carbon copy, making a carbon copy version. Right. And there's always my my addition is that there's always fan bases for each genre. Um, so, for example, you know, Armin Van Buren didn't just stop mm-hmm. producing trance um, or stop, you know, a state of trance, his whole uh, project, because there's always going to be those fans. It's kind of like, you know, how there's Star Wars fans and there's Star Trek fans and there's, you know, fans of other um, uh, sci fi shows. And there's still fans of, you know, TV shows that have been long uh, uh, canceled, like Lost or uh, Walking Dead or whatever. And so it's, it's if you have a passion for something specific and you're really good at it, you should continue to do it and you can thrive in, in those niche communities um, because they do exist. The world's a pretty big place, um, you know, as small as it is. And uh, there's there's room, I think, for um, for people to do what they love and to find success at it. Although I did see a video of Armin Van Buren playing Tenno the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it went viral because everyone was like... <laughs> no, but you have a great point. I think it's the truth. There's always going to be, you know, but the thing is, he's not playing techno exclusively. He's just integrating it into his set. And like you said before, earlier in this podcast, trance is also part of the techno sound too now. So again, it's just that there's a bit of a crossover going on. I think it's really cool. I think it's great. It's You can never predict what's going to happen in the music industry. And that's what makes it such an interesting place and such an in- interesting industry to work in too. So ride the wave, have fun, do it because you love it, not because you're trying to keep up with anybody else. So that's it for today's podcast. Make sure to comment below if you agree that EDM is kind of now techno, uh, or if you think that that's not true, like where do you stand on this argument and why is Fabio wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so prepared to be wrong, but I just feel like you know, let's let's create some conversation around this. It's interesting. And we're all, you know, what is the next cool thing? What do you think the next cool thing is? Is it Psytrance? Yeah. Like, is it something deeper than that? Are we going to come back to dubstep or are we just simply going to turn to rock bands? Hopefully not, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. And make sure to sign up for Amplified, the summer event series. Again, 17 free events. Learn how to start a track all the way to mix and master, all the way to promote that track. And it's all free because of boombox.io. So thank you to Boombox. And you can check them out on uh, all social platforms at boombox.io. Thank you, Boombox, for everything. I was kidding about the rock bands, by the way. Music is amazing. Doesn't matter what you make or what you're into. Um, Agreed. It's important that we all do it because we love it. Lucas, thank you for being such a great thank co-host you. as always. Yeah, this really was such an it. interesting topic. I'm glad we got to do a deep dive. Um, you know, I'm sure it will come up again in six months in a podcast and we'll see how things have evolved. In six months, it'll be, is techno dead and why uh, is Psytrance is taking over? <laughs> right, there you go. Of course, if you want to find me on socials, it's on Instagram at noise underscore London. And I'm at Music by Lucas. And you can find this podcast and all our other content on at boombox.io. And we'll see you next time. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Bye.